0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace where people far from God experience life in Christ. Sit back and relax and listen to today's message and be blessed.
1: For your glory Lord God that's already in this place. We thank you Lord God that you said wherever two or three are gathering your name that you're in the midst. And so we not only acknowledge your presence but God we ask that you would just fill my lips Lord God with what you desire to say this morning not what I want to say God. You lead me down the path Lord you know what your people stand in need of and we believe that even as they would leave here today Lord God that every need will be met. In Jesus' name, so we thank you and we praise you even now. And everybody say, "Amen." Um, on Saturdays, when I um, I go out on my errands, and I I do like to drive on Saturdays to just to get a few things done, and I do like to listen to 1190. And uh, how many people listen to 1190? All right, yeah, that's my station. And so on Saturdays, they usually have kind of like this Caribbean kind of music, you know. I'm West Indian, so, you know, every time I could get it in, I'm like, all right, praise the Lord, glory. You know, it's good to hear something from your roots. You know, it's nice to hear this contemporary stuff. It's cool, but sometimes you have to go back to who you, the core of you, you know, who you are. And um, that's a part that I would never be able to get away from. And so from time to time, you know, I kind of get my hit, you know, as I call it. And they have this thing called um, scripture or not. That's what they call it, scripture or not. So we're going to do a little scripture or not this morning to open up with, right? And so let's see how how well you know your scripture. Hallelujah. So what you're going to do for me is if you believe in scripture, give me a thumbs up. Everybody do thumbs up. If it's not scripture, do a thumbs down, and if you're not sure, just go to the side like this. (laughs) All right, (laughs) okay. So, scripture or not, cleanliness is next to godliness. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the thumbs. All right, so we've got a majority. What kind of the majority is a thumbs down, and so the answer is correct. It's not scripture. That is actually called an idiom, which is a saying that people have, but it's not necessarily in the Bible, okay? And so there are a lot of things that sounds biblical, but it's just a principle. It's not necessarily biblical, okay? So that's something that, you know, we need to just continue to keep in mind as we're Um, pursuing God and the things of God, because there's some things that sounds good, but it's not necessarily gospel. It's tickling to the ears, but it's not really what God has spoken. And so today, what we're going to talk about is godliness. Everybody say godliness. All right. And so godliness is something that I I honestly don't really hear people preach on a lot. Uh, They might preach on holiness, but holiness is connected to godliness, but godliness is a little bit different, okay? And so godliness speaks to being devoted to God, reverencing God, having piety. It speaks of prayer, okay? It speaks of having devout thoughts, words, and actions. That is what we call godliness. And so for the past couple of weeks before we even jump in, Pastor had um, an opportunity of, actually no, Pastor Edgar had the opportunity of opening up this series and he talked about faith. What is faith? And so he did a great job on unfolding that and then Pastor Arthur came after that, our senior pastor, and he talked about um, virtue, adding virtue to our faith, and supplementing with knowledge, right? And then we asked, we talked about supplementing with self-control, and last week was, oh, we got two people over here, everybody, we, he talked about perseverance, all right now. And so perseverance, another word for perseverance is Oh, we've got all kinds of definitions. Patience, right? And that's what a lot of us sometimes are uneasy with, being patient, right, with God. And so he taught us that perseverance equals patience. And we are inclined to remind ourselves and others, like Nehemiah did, that we're working on a project and... Can't come down. See, I got to test y'all, see if y'all were really listening. You know, we go to church, and be like, brother, that's a great sermon. What? what? And we were, but you know what? Sometimes we remember it on Sunday. But come Friday, and we're like, what he talk about again? And we forget our notes. Our, our notes are still in our bag all like this. You know what I'm talking about? We ain't incorporating our prayer time. We done went on to the next lesson. Lord, what you got to say to me? The Lord said, I spoke already. All you have to do is apply. That's not a part of my notes, y'all, see? (laughs) Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is with us. But we can't take the nuggets God has given to us from week to week for granted and keep asking for more. Because what happens is you end up with a bag full of stuff, but there's a hole in your bag. And so what, what the enemy does is he comes and he snatches it from you. That's what he does. Because you didn't stop to meditate on it. You didn't stop to digest it spiritually. And so it's just another good thing that you heard. But not another good thing that you're applying that would continue to help you to mature. Right. All right. Can we get a
0: video, please? (laughs) The old man wants to go where I go, but he never knows how to behave. I mean, he treats me like I'm his slave. And he loves the dark, a place where I used to be okay. My eyes had adjusted, but now I need light in the cave. He doesn't know that I've been training for the marathon. I'm bench pressing the word of God now. I'm running over mountains I never thought I could. Oddly, sometimes I don't know which is which and what hurts more, running from my past or chasing the life that's godly. But make no mistake of it, I don't work for the sake of it. I work for the faith of it. Because my heart is cleaner than it was. And every day Christ is washing my feet too. And now I can look the old man in the eyes and say, Dude, I can beat you. And God's going to use me and say, Now go make disciples on the field, because that's where I'll meet you. Amen.
1: A lot of times, the first person we're going to meet is ourselves. And then we're going to see ourselves in others. And so God is challenging us to master our flesh today. And if we can master that, then we can help somebody master theirs. And so today with godliness, um, Pastor actually opened us up with 2 Peter 1, 5 through 8. And so we're going to go there first. And then we're going to jump in and we're going to talk about what godliness is all about and what it requires. And these are some tools that I really want you to keep in mind. They're simple tools, and we've heard them over and over and over again, but I really, really want you to open up your spiritual ears and take heed this morning to those lessons that God is repeating himself on. All right? So 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 through 8, and I'm actually I'm reading from the English Standard Version, so yours might read a little bit different. Okay, here begins the reading of God's Word. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self control, and self control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. But if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Today, like I said before, we're gonna talk about godliness. And so the first thing that you definitely need in order to develop godliness, It's a persevering faith. Everybody say persevering faith. That's that faith that Pastor talked about when he talked about the mustard seed. And we can take that for granted. But when you're really going through a situation and you're going through a storm, you really understand some of the things that that mustard seed encounters. And so here you have that mustard seed. It's being planted into the ground to fulfill purpose. But before it can actually fulfill its purpose, it must face obstacles. But the thing about it is that in this seed is the potential to overcome those obstacles, but the seed itself must make sure that it's getting water from above. It must make sure that it's actually in the correct soil. If the nutrients are not in the soil, it will not grow. So it has to make sure that it's in its right place. And so when it comes to faith, we want to make sure that our faith is not just any old faith that flip-flops. Because, you know, sometimes our faith flip-flops. We have flip-flop faith. Okay? Today it's on, tomorrow it's off. I believe today. I don't believe tomorrow. I believe God for this, but I don't believe God for that. Flip-flop faith. And so... One of the things we want to make sure is that we are really and honestly connecting with God on a daily basis. And with persevering faith, it makes sure that it's not just to say, you know what, I believe that the Lord is my Savior. He's my Lord. I accept Him in my life. That's the first step. But that faith has to grow. It has to grow in its consistency. It has to keep growing and say, okay, you know what, I believe God, but now... Let's expand this. What am, I, what am I believing God for? I'm believing God to develop me in this area of my life that I've been struggling with, that he's touching on. Every time I do this, I get convicted. I feel that, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 uh mm, I feel like not in my stomach. I feel like I, that, that's not what I should be doing. And so I have to not only say I believe it, but now... It's up to me to decide to follow God's plan for my life in that area that he's putting his finger on. And so with the mustard seed, the mustard seed is one that is full of courage. And we, like the mustard seed, have to be full of courage. We have to say, you know what, if God says it, then so shall it be no matter what. Our issue is that we get weary over time. We have our calendar, right? And we say, God, if you don't do it by this, then I don't know. I'm gonna do it my way. And so the enemy's like, Oh yeah, now we've got grounds. See, your God ain't show up. He ain't real. If he was real, he wouldn't let you go through that, liar. See, if he was there, you should have had everything that you stand in need of. Didn't he say he was your provider? But right now I see lack. Rick, you declaring that banner ha! <laughs> Where that banner at? Ain't nothing happening. As a matter of fact, it looks like it's going to die. But see, we have to believe God despite the conditions. It looks like it's going to rain. Lord, but I thought you said to go. But God looks like there's a storm coming in. But you still want me to go out there and witness? Uh-uh, Lord, I'm standing here. But God challenges us to begin to see things from his perspective. See, that's what faith is about. Faith is about coming from where you are in terms of your perspective and coming up to where God is so you can see from a bird's-eye perspective. Some of us are all the way down here, we only see this. And we don't ever look up. But God says, if you would just begin to pray, Then what begins to happen is I'll take you from that low place, that, 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 that small little window that you're looking through. And I'll begin to broaden it. And you'll begin to see the full picture. Because you know what? That thing that the enemy is trying to tell you that's not working actually is working for your good. Because God is in control. He's orchestrating things. But you see, God will give the enemy permission. Did you get that? Permission to fulfill his assignment so that you can fulfill your destiny. Because if God does not allow him to shift you and to work some things out of you, when he begins to give you what you are asking him for, you will not be able to carry it or take care of it because you do not understand the responsibility of what you have in your hands. You will take it for granted. And the spirit of entitlement will be on a lot of us. I'm supposed to have this. And pride begins to get in the way. But see, when you work for something and you go through something, then you get humbled. And you begin to see things like, because you know what? Sometimes people are like, I don't understand what's wrong with her. Girl, all you got to do is pray, girl, all your kids come in order. They line up, honey. They line up. But you know what? When when, When you yourself know how to pray and you know you've been praying and them kids ain't lining up, then you become more compassionate towards the other person and not so judgmental. Because sometimes they put on the judgmental glass and be like, mm-hmm, I don't understand, girl. What's wrong with you? So you come on my side, and I tell you what's wrong with me. Just step in my shoes for a day. From Monday to Friday, that's all I ask. One week. Five days. And when you come out, you're going to be fifty. a Because you know what? It's easy when you're on the other side to tell somebody what they should be doing. But when you're in it, let me tell you that you better fit because you got to learn how to get down and get before the throne of God to get what you need. And I tell you, I tell you and I challenge you today, let me tell you, when you're going through some things, an enemy is so slick, see? He's slick. He on the sidelines, y'all. See? We're here. We're walking in purpose, right? And we're like, oh, yes, it's beautiful today. They say, oh, man, it's getting dark and it's getting dreary. Okay, Hold on. Now I'm late today to work. And uh, I don't know. This work is just piling up on me tomorrow. And Wednesday come, and you're like, my boss is getting on my nerves. If they tell me to do one more thing, And then my Thursday, Friday, you're like, look, y'all better, don't fall back. You down to two words. Then after that, you get silent. Now when you get to look, you be like, all right, I know what she's saying. I I got a whole paragraph. All right, all right, sir, all right, boss, boss man is there. We don't wanna mess with him today. Don't even knock on his office door. Just, just keep him moving. We'll see him on Monday. But the truth of the matter is, the enemy is off on the sidelines, and he's strategizing to see where he can get his, get, get a little room to come in. Because, you see, he knows the great victories that you've had. And it's right after those great victories that he slithers on in and comes in for the juggler. But you've got to be alert. You've got to be vigilant. You have to make sure you stand the wall. Stand the wall is just another term to say, pray. Pray. Pay attention to what's happening around you. Pay attention to what's happening in your workplace. Pay attention to what's happening in your world. Pay attention to what's happening inside of you. Because when you come out of those great moments, you have great deficits. Because you've given of yourself. And when you've given of yourself, you need to be refilled. But you can fill yourself up with different things. You can either fill yourself up with God by getting back into his presence through prayer, or you can fill yourself up with stuff. TV. Girl talk. On the computer, social networking girl, i Facebook. I'm... Let me tell you, sometimes I gotta stop Facebook and tweet I, I go silent. I do that purposely because I'm like, oh, he on my heels. Oh, really? And then there's sometimes I'm like, all right, you on my heels? Take this. Tweet a scripture. Boom. Take that devil. Now what? Now you gotta watch your back when you say now what. But the truth is, beware of what you're filling yourself up with. Get the word back into your ears. When you, right after, I'm telling you, right after you have a great victory, get the gospel of Jesus Christ back into your ears. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not just anything, but the word of God. You have to. Put on that soaking music. We call it soaking music, you know, instrumental, you know, that lovely stuff, that just worship music, that just, you know, just fill the atmosphere. And I tell you something, I'm like, look, let me put on my phone tonight. And I know when it's going, put my phone on tonight. I just need it. And you know when you need it. And when, you, when you're not aware of when you need it, be careful. Be very careful. You have to learn your responses. So for example, for some people, when, when they're in a place of deficit, they recognize that they begin to get cranky. I'm one of them cranky wants. Okay? Or you find yourself withdrawing from people into your own little cave. <laughs> or, you know what, and, and sometimes you hide. But we hide behind the shades. We we'll won't let people see our eyes, right? Because then they're going to see our souls. They're going to realize something's wrong. Something, ain't, You know, something's going on with you. We hide. We mask. And so we want to make sure that during that time that we are giving God our best. Give God what's left of you. Because when you give him what's left of you, he will complete you all over again because he will fill you back up with what you need. Do not stay in that place of vulnerability because the enemy will come and take advantage of you and he will begin to fill it up with other stuff. He will send people your way. And you'll be like, my God. What's wrong with me? Why do I feel like this? Because you know why? This is what he does. Spirit of envy. I send you against her. And the spirit of envy comes. And because you haven't been praying, And wraps itself around you. And you say, why am I why I want what she got? Why? I don't know. And all of a sudden, what you have ain't enough. And then he says, spirit of lust, come. And the spirit of lust comes and wraps itself. And you're like, what's wrong? I was fine before. All of a sudden, you feel like you're itching. (laughs) I'm for real, y'all. You feel like you're left wide open. But that's because you have not covered yourself in prayer. you have to call on God because what happens is the presence of God comes and it begins to wash over you wash over your mind wash over your emotions it comes and, and what happens is you begin to especially when you begin to you have to empty yourself before God so when these when these things be, be, even before they come so you got to fortify yourself before they come we wait for them to come don't fall asleep after that victory Don't fall asleep when everything is getting well and wonderful and glorious. That's the time you got to pray. So you can prepare yourself for what is to come. The enemy is sending temptations your way. And they're coming to destroy you. They're not coming to play pat a cake with you. They come to take your head off. To disconnect you from your lifeline. See, when God was talking to Simon, Jesus was talking to Simon. He he came to Simon and he said, Simon, Simon. It's in Luke 22. He says, Simon, Simon, the enemy seeks to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith will not faint the Lord knows see the enemy's not after your family he don't care about them He's not after your money you could go broke for all he care he's not even after your job you know what he's after? your faith if he can have your faith he has everything that's connected to you because he stopped you from communicating to your source he stopped you from believing in a God who can do the impossible he cuts you off from everything that makes you prosperous so you must make sure that you are alert pay attention to what's happening around you and in you Be vigilant, be proactive, that, that's what vigilant means, be proactive. The problem with Simon was when Jesus, listen, oh my God, tell somebody, just get there. Just just tell somebody, just, just, get there, just 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 get there. You gotta get to that place of prayer. But you see, with Simon, the issue was wasn't getting to the place of prayer. Because as you continue reading in Luke 22, and I'm going to give you, let me give you the actual reference so you can have it for your homework. Luke 22, 31, verse, verse, verse 31 to 35. After Jesus himself told Simon that the enemy seeks to sift him as we. God was prophesying. Jesus was prophesying to him at this time. He was prophesying to him. And so what ended up happening was he didn't pay attention to the prophetic word that was spoken to him. When we drop down to verse 39 in Luke 22, and you can pull that up on the screen. Thank you, ma'am. When you drop down to, to, to verse 39, it says that Jesus and his disciples went up to the Mount of Olives to pray. Because Jesus told them, He said, Let us, right? He said, He went up as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. Verse 40 says, On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into. So you will not fall into, if somebody tell you, so you will not fall into temptation, it's like saying, put an alarm on your door because the thief is coming to rob you. And you know what they did? Fell asleep.
2: You're going to get robbed. And you're sleeping.
1: My God. How many of us are sleeping today and the the Lord is telling us, you're about to get robbed if you're not careful. Put on your alarms on your doors. Lock it up. Lock it in. Because the enemy seeks to destroy you. Lock up your mind with his word. Gird it up with truth. Because the enemy wants to come in. And grab your faith, that faith that you got left, that you're like, I ain't going to give up today. I ain't, no, uh uh-uh. The enemy wants to get that. Because if he can snuff your whole light out, he's got the whole house. The whole house and everything else that's connected with it. Don't give it to him. Don't give it to him. Lock it up. Lock it in. Pray. And don't just get there. But when you get there, begin to push. Begin to press. Push past your frustration. Press against the obstacles. Declare what God has spoken to you. Because let me tell you something. When you begin to pray and you begin to tell God who he is, I don't know about you. But I know for me, that begins to raise my faith. Because it's like a boomerang in the room. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I begin to tell myself how great God is, how great is our God. And my, listen, sometimes you're singing stuff and your spirit hasn't caught up yet. But when your spirit man get in tune, you say, wait, 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 wait. Let me listen to what I'm saying. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. Oh, we'll see how great. You begin to say, wait a minute. He's bigger than what I'm going through. This ain't nothing. He can do the immeasurable. He can do the abundant. He can do the exceeding. What? And you begin to say, what's wrong with me? Hey! What's wrong with me? You were down all of a sudden. You say, The Lord is my joy, He's my strength. You begin, you you, you just begin to talk to yourself, He's the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Listen. You begin to tell yourself, hold on one second, when the enemy, when they come up against me to eat on my flesh, they come to destroy me, right? But guess what? They themselves are going to be destroyed because I'm connected to Jesus. And when I'm connected to Jesus, every stronghold has got to be broken. Every spirit has got to flee. Every foe has got to back up because I come in His name, no other name but the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. You try to get me out of this job? He'll move you. Hey! What God has given, no man can take back. Hallelujah! What door He opens, no man can shut it. Whatever he shuts, no man can open. Glory be unto his name. God is a good God. God is a good God. Hey, I come to raise somebody's faith today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is with you. Don't give up. Don't, don't, don't throw in the towel now. It ain't time. Your purpose ain't fulfilled. There's more. There's more in God. There's more in Jesus. You have not tapped in the fullness of him yet. you think you've experienced something. You ain't experienced nothing yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, my God. Hallelujah. God is going to do some great things. He's going to do the abundance, but we have to connect ourselves to him. We have to seek him out. Keep knocking. Keep knocking at his door with your praise. Keep asking. Oh, don't give up that easy. See, we just a hunk. It ain't happening today, so throw it up. Oh, well, they ain't listening to me. I quit this job. I don't need it anyway. If God put you there, you better stay your behind in safety. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. All right. Jesus 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 don't let anybody push you away from your blessing don't let nobody talk you out of your blessing don't let nobody put you in a place of endangerment because that's what it is when God puts you in a place yes yes it's the valley of the shadow of death It might feel like but guess what that's his blessing and where his blessing is, there's rest and there's peace for you. There's strength for you. There's grace for you. I don't care what you're dealing with. There's grace. His grace is sufficient for you. My Jesus. You just got to begin to speak it. Don't complain about it. Don't tweet it. Yeah. Ah. Come on, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Be still and know that he is God. Be still. That means stop. Freeze. Halt. When you get too busy, you got to halt. Don't get too busy for God. He's never too busy for you. And if the master's never too busy, we can't be too busy for him. Because he has every download that you need. Every download, he knows, he sees. His ears are not stopped. But we have to rise. We have to allow our faith to arise and begin to do the work. We have to partner with him. If you partner with him, you will see it come to pass. But if you drift away from it, you will not see the fulfillment of the dream God has for you. And I'm telling you this because this is what God wants you to know today. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over. There's just some things in you that's just dying. There's just some things that he's killing off. So when you get to your next place, you're going to be like, oh, this is easy. You're going to be able to walk through it because you've been there. You've got the tools now. You're not wrestling with the same stuff that you wrestled with ten years ago, one year ago, six months ago. But you just can't let it wrap you up again. And so that's where you have to make sure not only do you have pursuing faith, but you have to make sure that you have knowledge on the inside of you. If you have no knowledge, there's nothing, there's no bullets in your gun. You're just shooting blanks. You have to make sure that you sit down and those things that you're wrestling with. You know what I used to do? I used to go looking for this for the Bible. I used to find that word and I used to be like, all right, what scripture go with this? All right, I got you. And I'll start. my prayer time, I'll use the word against it. And that's how I built myself up. And so what began to happen is when I would get down in prayer, that word will begin to activate itself. Because remember, the word is living. It begins to activate itself on the inside. And that thing in me that was saying, I have a right to do this or be that, began to conform to the word. And I began to be shifted. My mindset began to change. Because God's word was at work in me along with my faith. And so it began to bring forth a transformation. So when I got up off the floor, it wasn't just a good cry. It was a broken cry. Because there was a change that had to take place. And so when I got up and I had to deal with the issue all over again, I had the strength to say, no, we can't do that. There were times I had to get up and say, that ain't going to happen no more. Can't do that. You want to know why? Because God had convicted me. And I had to have the courage, courageous faith, to begin to speak it. And I had to apply it after I was broken. So I had to go to some people and be like, no, nah, I can't do that, baby. Mm-mm. You go ahead, but I can't do that. Because the world will try to conform you. I'm pointing at you today a lot. <laughs> You're just my cheerleader. You know, but the world would try to make you think what you're doing is wrong. But it's not so. You are walking uprightly before God. You just look different. And they're trying to wrap their minds around it like, why she ain't cussing like the rest of us? And sometimes, you know, the, the human in you want to fit in, right? So you're like, maybe I just say a little something. Make them know that I'm down, you know what I'm saying? I'm irrelevant. Come on, y'all. Come on. Hey. But then I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. And my soul begins to say, oh, no. You ain't going there. Oh, pull back. Now you got to fall back. Don't tell nobody. You fall back today. You gotta talk to yourself. You say, uh uh. No, 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 no. I'm gonna be at peace. (sighs) Don't even open the email. You already know that the clipping of the email upsets you. Don't open it. Just sit and pray and do a woosa. Now you know there's some prayers, right? Because you you don't want the person around you to to know what's going on, right? So you're like, okay. Uh, I'll be right back. Yes, hallelujah. Because you know why? Because you will begin to step into that place. And you don't have to answer everything. See, we always feel like we have to answer every. You ain't gotta answer everything. Cause they talking don't mean that you gotta talk back. I had to learn that the hallway. Cause I always gotta have an answer. I'm like, no, but they can't be saying that to me because Lord said, shut up, you ain't got to give an answer for everything. Why? Cause then they're gonna think, let them think it then. They're gonna think it anyway. You might as well just let their, let their imaginations run wild. Let them think what they want to think. But your mind is mine. The mind of Christ has to dwell in us. And we want to download what God is saying. Not what man wants us to say or how they want us to respond. Because sometimes we got to let them know we, got, we in charge. You got to let them know you're in charge. They already know you're in charge. That's why they're acting a the fool. are? Do you know who you are today? Are you standing tall? Are you keeping your posture? Are you continuing to smile? And let them say, you know what? God is good. How you doing? I'm Doing well. Or is it going to always be a complaint? I don't know what they doing. Jesus. And Lord's still working on me with that. Lord Jesus. Yes. poor husband got concerned on Saturday he said you went silent on me he said it could be a good thing or bad thing he said it could be that you upset or God is dealing with you he said but I think it's God dealing with you and I said "Mm mm-hmm He said, cuz you're not dealing with the situation like you usually do I said "Mm mm-hmm Godliness. Hey! Complain about it it ain't gonna work. It's just gonna add fuel to the fire. And then you still gotta do it. What's the point? You might as well deceive yourself the frustration and
2: push. Push.
1: So even as we We find ourselves in a zone today. I want you to remember, just just get there. Get there through faith. Get Get into God's presence through faith today. And make sure that you not only get there, but you push into God, push in with your worship. He will give you those songs of deliverance to raise you up. Sometimes he'll put a song in your spirit that when you wake up, You're like, why am I singing this? But then you realize your spirit starts lifting. You're like, all right, let me get out of the bed. All right, let me get dressed today. Let me get myself together. Because God knew that you needed a song to get you started, to jumpstart your faith. And he will help you out in that manner. But then you have to apply the disciplines of getting into his word. And applying the word and allowing the word to change you and break those things in you that's not like him. And there's some of us, you know what? There's some things in us. And and the Lord gave it to me so clearly this morning. He says, some of us are apologizing. That's what he said. He said, you're apologizing about some things. He said, but you refuse to give it up. You refuse to give it up. And that's what stops us from moving forward in godliness. That's what's making us ineffective. That's what's causing us not to increase and bend and expand the way that we need to. Because we have not given some things to God. Instead, we're holding on to them. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry, but Sorry, sorry, still holding on? And God says, if you would just let it go, come to peace with letting it go. Some of us haven't come to peace yet internally with that thing. But God says, if you would just know that I will work it out in that area, and you would trust me with it, that I will take care of you, and you won't have to worry about a thing. You can rest in me. But we have to make sure that we're letting it go. It's Kind of like that monkey. I always always think about that monkey with his hand, right? And, And he sticks his hand into this jar. And he wants the thing that's inside, but he has to let go of the thing that's inside to get his hand out. But he refuses to let the thing go. So then his hand is trapped. And some of us are like that monkey. We don't want to let it go. But at the same time, we want our freedom. And so we have to let it go so that God could restore us. Be at peace. Be content. It says contentment with godliness is great gain. Be content. That doesn't mean that you stop asking God about that thing that's in your heart. It just means that you let it go to him. And as you ask him, he's gonna give you understanding. He's gonna give you knowledge. As you seek his word out, you're gonna find the answer. But don't remain in that place of wrestling anymore. Put that thing to death today. Don't carry around a caucus. Some of us are carrying dead things. I remember a dream that I had years ago and my husband was in the dream (laughs) and he told me, he was like, you need to kill that thing. And I said, you do it first. Sometimes we're looking for people to get rid of their caucus first before we get rid of ours. But God is saying, don't look at them. I'm holding you responsible for what I'm asking you to do. I'm looking for godliness from you. Your loyalty. Your dedication. That's what he's asking for. So I don't know where you are this morning. But if there's something that you've been wrestling with. But some of us, it's, it's that feeling of being stuck. You get free and all of a sudden you just feel like stuff just comes all on you, it tries to hold you down. But whatever that thing may be this morning that's holding you back from giving God total dedication, Total loyalty, I'm gonna ask you to meet me down here. There's something in you that you say, God needs to, this needs to die. I want you to meet me down here. Come on up to the front.
2: I'm done
0: with preaching
1: my message. I'm done. your
2: loyalty,
1: not your sorrow, but your loyalty.